Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Good to see you, church. Welcome this morning. I missed you guys last week. I'll say that. If you're joining us online, welcome. We love you as well. We thank you for being a part of our church, and you are our church. And so thank you for being with us today. Uh, Man, what a week. I went outside uh, Tuesday afternoon and went for a walk with my golden doodle. And I came back in, and Melissa said, is it freezing out there? I said, well, you know, it's sunny. It's not bad. And she said, it's 17 degrees. I said, baby, 17 ain't felt that good a long time, man. From 11 below to 17, that ain't bad, you know? So I felt like I was uh, in a flood of love there. So, uh, well, hey, good to see each of you. Pray you're well. Pray you're online or well as, as well. So I'm in a little series. I kind of started it last week, kind of had a tough time. Had to do it on Thursday because we didn't meet Sunday. But the series is Everything in Love. Everything in Love. And so today is called the priority of love. And so here's what I want you to do before we ever jump in. I want you, I want you to put a gauge on you. Not on your spouse, not on your family. This is just you. And it's going to be a love meter. And as we walk through this, I want the Father to speak to that meter. See, what this year, it's been, a, it's been a year, we're almost a year into this journey or whatever this has been. This has been a brutal year, a tough year. A lot of people say, man, this happened, now, now, now this storm happens, we don't have any power, what next, you know, that kind of stuff. Listen, this stuff will drain you. It'll drain you. It'll drain your love. It'll make you hard. It can make you calloused. It can make you tough. And so what this world right now needs is love. And I don't mean a commercial love or a romantic love. I mean love. Love. Just love. He said, well, pastor, whoo, there's some people out there. Mm, I, I, mm, I don't like them. I just don't like them. I didn't like them before. I really don't like them now. Amen. All right? But here's what I'm saying to you. Here's what I'm saying. I'm not asking you, neither is he asking you to like them. But you are commanded, I am commanded to love them. To love them. Got to love them. There's been a moment in each and one of our lives that we've been unlovable, but not to him. Come on. There's been moments that you've been unlovable, but never to him. Never. And what we need today is the Jesus of the Bible 
the Jesus of that love penetrating this place. When they meet that Jesus, mm, undeniable. That Jesus doesn't look at bank account. That Jesus doesn't look at your neighborhood. That Jesus doesn't look at your skin color. It's not a language barrier. He just says, I love you. And he's asking the church, the little church and the corporate church, to love. I'm going to tell you something, though. We have been positioned mm, in a very trusting position for love. We don't love now. Who's loving? I'm going to ask you. If the church isn't loving now, who's left? We got to love, man. We got to love, love, love. A couple scriptures I want you to go to. First is John 13. John 13. Look at 34 and 35. A new commandment, Jesus said. A new commandment I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. I'm giving you this command to love one another, okay? I'm giving it to you. You can do it because why? Because I am love and I will do it through you. See, you don't have to like them, but you have to love them. I don't have to like them, but I have to love them. You say, Pastor, woo, I'm telling you, I can't love them. Good. Upon that confession, he takes over. When you get out of the way, when you disappear, when there becomes less of you, there becomes more of him. When you decrease, he increases. Amen? Listen, there are people I can't love. I try, I just can't love them. Jesus says, I got this, Jeff. I'm like, good, because I, I don't. I don't. You're a pastor. Pinch me, I'm human first, okay? I'm a man. Listen, I grew up fighting. It's a, I'm not proud of it. My only claim to fame back then was I never started one. Finished a bunch. <laughs> Sorry, but I never started one. I just tell my mom that all the time. She'd look at me like, and I'm supposed to feel better about my son? I would if I was you, Mom. <laughs> Didn't move the needle at all. Listen, I, there are people, man, I'm telling you, today, if those people knew what I did, they're like, seriously? There must be a God. Yeah, there is. You can love them, okay? But he must love them through you. He must. And not only must, he can. He can. Because see, when we meet love, we can love. Come on. When we are forgiven, we can forgive. Let me take it a little bit further. When we meet grace, we can give grace. So see, I'm talking about something today that everybody in the room can do. <laughs> Some of you are like, well, you know, yeah, you're all, you, you can do this, okay? Because you've met love, and when you meet love, you can love.
And I'm telling you, you got to love one another. Got to love them. So go to another scripture. This is going to be kind of our text for today. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, kind of love chapter. Not kind of, it is, right? 1 Corinthians 13, I'm going to read first, I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. I'm going to kind of break them down and then we'll get out of here. 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Verse 3. And if I give all possessions to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Man, that's big. There's a lot there. And he says, you can do it all. If you haven't loved, you ain't done nothing. Nothing. Number one is this. Without love, all I say is ineffective. Without love, all I say is ineffective. Can, can somebody tell me this? Are you done with all the chatter? There's enough chatter out there. I mean, there's enough experts and voices and opinions and, I mean, talk radio, TV, social media. It and got us nowhere. More divided than we've ever been. More jacked up, messed up than we've ever been. You know, I think God says, shit up and love. Can, can we just stop talking and start hugging? Oh, you can't hug. Right? But what I'm saying is, we just got sorry. We need to, <laughs> I'm going to get a phone call, I guarantee you. We, we, <laughs> we got to, should have done that at nine. We should have, we, we got to love more, man. We, we got to love. The world is starving for love. It's got enough words. We've heard enough words in the last calendar year. Stop with the words and start with the love. I'm telling you, man, people are hurting, hurting. We got to learn to love, man. So who are we individually and a church? How's your love meter? Down here? I'm telling you, man, this year has tested it. Some of you are like, my love meter was here, and then this year went by, and it just drained it. Okay? Why is it drained? Hmm. You got to sit with love to have love. If you sit with the world and all that junk, guess what? It's going to suck you out. All right? Then when you need to love, you can't love. And whom you should love, you don't even see. You're going to have to understand. If you meet and sit with love, you can love. How's your love meter? 
Stop with the words, start with the love. Amen. Many of you knew when we took this church back in 08, Super Bowl Sunday of 08, February 2nd, there weren't a lot of people, 18, 21 counting my wife and two children, but they didn't have a choice. So, weren't a lot of people. As we grew, we changed some things. Change is hard, amen. Some do change better than others. We went along for about a year. And one particular Sunday, I got done preaching. We were in the little church. Got done preaching. There was a gentleman that hung around the back. I was like, yeah, you're going to hang around and tell me how great I am. Right? So I hang around. I finally go up to him, say hi to him. And he begins to tell me what he thinks about me, what he would like to do to me, and that he was going to enjoy it. And it wouldn't take me to get a ribeye, okay? I mean, hard word. Some of you know this story. I'm not going to go into a lot of details. So he told me that after church. I remembered while he was telling me that what my mom always taught me. If you don't know what to say, say thank you. So he got done, and I said, thank you. And he looked at me like, that dude's crazy, right? And so he left. I left, all right? So years go by, many years. We tore that building down by the time this happened, all right? Years go by. And I get a call that this gentleman, who's a very large man, and his temper is about as big as him, was in the hospital at BSA, hooked up to all kind of stuff, and, and this is your chance. Because I always prayed that God would give me a chance to, to, to go see him. And so... I hung up the phone, and I thought, I got to go. So I went to the hospital, walked into his room. No one's there. He is hooked up to all kind of different things, and I don't even think he was awake at all. And I went up to his bed, and I just lifted out my hand, and I just prayed over him. And so I exit the room, and life goes on. And about a year later, I'm in my Jeep one day at the Pack-A-Sack right here. And I'm down here on the north end getting gas. Right, that's that way, okay. On the north end, he's all the way on the south end, okay, getting some diesel. He got a big old truck because he's a big old man, all right. And I'm pumping gas. I don't know it's him down there. I'm pumping gas, and all of a sudden, I see him coming and I'm like, well, I always wonder where I'd die. <laughs> but I never thought to pack a sack. <laughs> and I look around going, does anybody not need gas? No one's here. And it's just me and him. And here he comes. And he's a big old hombre. And he doesn't spend a lot of time smiling. And he didn't that day. And I'm like, well... This could only go two ways. And so I pump the gas, and he walks up, and he speaks, and he sticks out his hand. I stuck my hand out to shake his hand, and he pulled me to him. And he put his big old arms around me, and he hugged me, boy, hugged me tight. And he said, I saw you in my room 
Thank you. Tears coming down his cheek. I didn't even know he had that emotion. I didn't know he had an emotion. <laughs> and I said, you're welcome. And he just walked back. Can I say something to you, church? Love doesn't need words. Love don't need no words, man. See, sometimes we think, I got to get the right scripture. I got to pray the right prayer. I got to rehearse my script, and then I'll go. No. Love just goes. Love just goes. Without love, all I say is ineffective. So how about this? Don't use words. Just love. Number two, without love, all I know is incomplete. Verse two, look at it again. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. It's pretty attractive, right? Boy, if I have the gift of prophecy, I can just come up with all mysteries and all kinds. Man, you know what that does? The Bible says that knowledge can puff you up, but love fills you up. See, a lot of times people want to get in this book, and they get in there for knowledge. There's nothing wrong with the knowledge of the word, but if all you got is knowledge, and what arises first is knowledge, and love is lagging way behind, there ain't going to be anybody there to understand your knowledge. Because they're out of here, Scotty. They're jumping. This world right now doesn't need to know all that you need to know, all you know about the Bible. But what they do need to know is the Jesus of the Bible who is love. Some of us are too puffed up and we're not at all filled up. And so we can't even love people because we're too caught up and arrogant and macho and cocky about how much we know that they don't know. The world doesn't care anymore about that. But it's still desperately in need of love. We got to stop being all puffed up with knowledge of the Bible and start loving as the Bible says. You love them first, they might stick around for all of your knowledge. Then you can tell them all about the dinosaurs. But right now, keep your dinosaurs and give some love. Amen? If you don't, if you like dinosaurs, I'm not talking about your dinosaur, okay? I'm just saying love's more important, all right? If you struggle with love, the reason that we struggle with love is because we don't meet with love enough. See, Jesus says that his word is like a buffet, an all-you-can-eat buffet. If you'll sit at the table of the Lord and let him feed you, he'll fill you up, and then there'll be a bunch left over for everybody else. But if you're starving, <laughs> a starving person ain't never shared no cheeseburger. Nothing. They don't share food. They eat it. So listen to me. If your cup will run over, 
then what's on the saucer can be served to others. But if your cup's not running over, there ain't nothing for anybody else. Some of us, we're not meeting on a daily basis with the one called love, and our love meter is weak. We can't love. We can't love. Number three, without love, all I believe is insufficient. Without love, all I believe doesn't matter. Look at the second half of verse two. And if I have faith that can move a mountain... I'm sorry, go up one. All right. Let me start the mysteries. And mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Don't tell me about your great faith until I see your great love. Listen, you, you can talk about your faith, but your faith must be trumped by his love. Faith that can move a mountain is pretty impressive. But love, love, my friend, is what they're after. They're, I'm telling you, your faith will move you to them. But when you get there in faith, their fa- your faith, does, that doesn't matter to them. What they want to know is, when you get there from faith, do you love them? Do you love See, when I got that call about him, there was a moment there that the enemy said, yeah, he ain't worth going and seeing. What he said to you, you don't need to go see him. He won't know and he doesn't care. He knows. He cares. He created him. There was a moment that I had to step out and go. Listen, when I got down that hall at BSA, this dude, he's big dude, he's mean. He would do all those things he told me he wanted to do to me. Very capable of that, right? And wasn't bad an eye. When I stepped into that room, was I a little nervous? Mm Mm-hmm. Very nervous. But faith moved me there, but love took over from there. Some of us, mm-hmm. Some of us need to look around and let faith move us to love. See, some of us find our places in restaurants and grocery stores and areas where we know, we know, hmm, there are people that need love. And you're worried about all this stuff hanging over your head so you won't move, you stand there paralyzed. Can I tell you something? Forget that bull and love. Just go love people, man. I mean, people need love. Let your faith move you to love. And let your faith open your eyes to whom needs it. You got to go. When you go to a scripture, go back to Psalms. I don't want to spend a lot of time here, but I want you to see this. Back to Psalm 51. Look at verse 16. You do not delight in sacrifices, God says, or I'd bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. 
You've got to understand, if you're going to love the unlovable, you're going to have to spend time with love. Jesus says, I don't need you to do for me. I need you to be with me. If you get nothing else, can you please get that? Because religion says, do, 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 do. I'm sorry, but some of the meanest people I've ever met are in church. That doing ain't working. But what will work is when you sit with the Father and you just sit as his child. You just be with him. And he hugs you. Those people in this room. Mm, those people in this room that need to be hugged by the Father. Those people in this room that won't let him hug you. You so desperately need to be hugged by Jesus, you can't stand it. And you know it. But you won't put yourself in a position to be hugged by him. The world hugs from the outside. Jesus hugs from the inside. And some of us in here are starving from an inside hug. Because when you meet him and he hugs you and loves you for who you are right now, then you're able to love people for who they are right now. But until you get hugged, you won't hug. You won't. You'd be sizing them up, checking them out, holding this against them. And the reason you hold that against them is because you hold that against yourself. Sit with the one. Quit doing for him and be for him. And he will break those chains of all that doing off of you and allow you to go love like he loves. Faith comes from the word. Amen. So the more faith you have is the more word you have. And as you sit with him and he puts his word in you through love, then faith will move you to go love. Without love, all I believe, insufficient. Fourth is this. Without love, all I give is insignificant. Without love, all I give is insignificant. Look at verse 3, first part of verse 3. If I give all possessions to the poor and surrender my body to flames but have not love, gain nothing. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. Many of you have been in relationships that people want to buy you stuff to prove their love. Or they buy you stuff out of obligation to say, I love you. If you grew up like that as a kid, you didn't know any different. So you're like, bring it. Yeah, every kid needs six bikes for all their 12 legs, all right? I mean, seriously, and you just buy stuff, buy stuff, buy stuff, buy stuff, buy stuff for them. And they get into junior high and they get into high school. You know what they're screaming? I don't want you to buy me anything else. I want you. I don't want you to buy me anything else. Don't give me any more money. Don't do anything else for me. Just give me you, mom. Just give me you, dad. Just love me. Don't buy me. Stuff will not 
feel it. Religion won't feel it. Relationship feels it. That's why Jesus said, I don't like religion. I'm in the relationship, and I'm about to blow this thing up. Do not, do not write a check for love. You can't write a check for love. Love can't be paid off by a check. You, it's okay to give to stuff like that, but I'm telling you, you got to love too. You got to love them. Love them, love them, love them. After a while, man, you can have everything. Everything. You can have, you can have multiple of everythings. But what you really want is just love. See, Jesus said, listen, this world got nothing on me. What I've come for is relationship. You can't buy it. It's just love. Don't get caught up in trying to give to equal love. Love them. And out of loving them, then you can give to them. Do not earn any love or remind God how much you give. He says, I don't want you to give. I want you. You say, well, Pastor, we need people to give. I get that. But what we need to do is love first. Love will motivate that other. But don't give first trying to earn love through giving. You can't write a check for love. Last is this, number five. Without love, all I accomplish is inadequate. Without love, all I accomplish is inadequate. Look at the last half of B. I mean, last half of uh, verse three. If I surrender my body to the flames, that's quite a sacrifice, but have not loved, I gain nothing. Love is an action. Amen? Love is an action. Love, love is, you have to absolutely stop talking eventually and put some action behind the love. Because why? Because after a while, the chatter about love, it's not there. You say you love, you say you love, you say you love, but you don't do. Love is an action. You got to do. So God said, listen to me. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. They didn't get it. Jesus said, so God said, I'm going to send my son, my only son, to die for you. So that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Meaning, I want relationship with you. I, the God of creation, the God that created you through Jesus, I want to hang with you. I want to do relationship with you. I want to speak to you. I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want relationship with you. And because you say, well, I don't know that God loves me. Seriously? Have you seen Calvary? Have you seen the cross? Do you understand John three sixteen? He put action behind his love and he died for you. No greater love than a friend that laid down his life for him. Jesus loves you that much. He said in Romans 5, 8, while you were still sinners, while you were messed up, jacked up, while you were a mess, Christ died for you. Why? Because love is an action. Because if you love, your love will motivate you to do something. It will be an action. You and I, if we say we love, we must follow that love with action. Must. We're never more like Jesus than when we do that. Never. Revelation 3.20 says this. Here I am. 
Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice, opens the door, I will come in. I will eat with him and he with me. Jesus said, listen, my love, John 3, 16, to Calvary, to the cross, took your place, did what you couldn't do because I love you. Now that I did my part, I'm knocking at your heart and I'm saying to you, come meet that love and let me put my love in you. I'll change your life forever. I'll absolutely rock your world and knock your sandals off. And then you can go out into a world who's in desperate need of a Jesus and love them. When you meet love, it changes everything. If your love meter is dead, it can be rejuvenated. You can see revival. When you meet with love, love comes up. All right. If you've never met love, his name is Jesus, and he's knocking at your heart today. He said, Jeff, I don't, I've never met that kind of love. You meet that kind of love. When I was in student ministry one time, I was sharing with a teenage boy about how much God loves him. I said, your heavenly father is crazy about you. Your heavenly father loves you. Your heavenly father will never leave you, never forsake you. And all of a sudden he goes, mm. he's got mad. I said, dude, what's wrong? He says, I don't want no part of that. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I don't want no part of that. I said, you don't want no part of his love? He said, nah. My father, he left me. He told me all the time, I'll never leave you. I love you. I love you and your mom. I'll never leave you. He left me. I think God will do the same thing. I'm not trusting him. And he jet. I never saw him again. Never. Can I say something to you? That's not our God. I'm sorry if any of you have been hurt by an earthly father who left you, but your heavenly father said, I'll never leave you. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. You don't have to prove yourself to me. You don't have to earn my love. You don't have to do for me. You just have to be for me. Just be who I made you and let me love you and I will change you supernaturally through the Holy Spirit of God. Today, if that's you, Give up the fight, man. Meet that love. That love is real. It can change you. It can love you like nobody can, all right? If your love meter's flat, meet with love, you go back up. Then you can go love. If you've never met love, come today and meet him. Meet him. He'll change your life. I'm going to ask you to stand, church. As the worship team comes back, if you're on the ministry team, I'm going to invite you to come as well. For those of you listening online, I say the same to the house. Where's your love meter today? Where is it? Not where's your spouse, not where's your kids, our family love meter's here. No, 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 no. It's not a multiple choice thing. This is just you. Where's your love meter? The more time with love, <laughs> the more love you got. All right. If you're here or online, and you said, Jeff, <laughs> I know John 3.16. I know Romans 5.8. I never heard that Revelation 3.20 thing, man. But he's knocking at my heart. He's pounding at my heart. 
And he's saying, I love you, child. I love you. I love you. Your heart does not have a doorknob on the outside. It only has one on the inside. And no one gets into your heart unless you let them. And that includes Jesus. So today, he ain't going to come through that door. He's not going to open that door without your invitation. If you want to turn that knob and crack it and look at Jesus and say, come in. He'll come in, man. He'll save you and change you. And you'll never be the same. Let me pray over you. Father, we love you. By the power of the Holy Spirit that has spoken, 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 God. May we, out of obedience, do what you say. Just say yes back to you and do it. And we'll be blessed. So move us now as we worship in Christ's name. Amen, amen, amen. Let's worship. If you need to come for any reason, you come. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.